intro, kind of. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Episodes 11 through 19 are closer to what the podcast is now. They were still recorded a while ago. It was kind of during lockdown, kind of during things opening up, that weird middle ground that we were in but they were originally made for YouTube videos. So while it is podcasty, there's times where we reference things that we're looking at on the screen. Sorry, I didn't know I was gonna be putting these on Apple, Spotify, everything else afterwards. So you can go to YouTube if you wanna see the visuals, but if not, keep listening. And hey, once you get to 20, we are current and weekly, baby. Your hair grew like three feet yeah. since the last time I saw you. I'm part Rapunzel. <laughs> are you? Right now I am. Can I can I take it off? Please don't. Okay. <laughs> it's all I have. It's a little it's a little clip. I'm not trying to kill your I think they know. <laughs> the illusion is shattered. I use the clips all the time. I use the fake hair. That's one of my favorite things to do on stage, by the way. I fucking love doing that on stage when I would have my like side <laughs> ponies or my like clown pigtails and people would be like, oh my god, your hair's so great. I'm like, I know. And I have hair. Mm-hmm. but it's just it's it's the the contrast of when you see this thing and you take it off it looks like you're like yeah in comparison because yeah. it's just it's just a shock to your mm-hmm. brain it's just different and people always go <gasps> <laughs> like I just took my head off <laughs> it is so funny I love that response so I used to wear this to work because I would hate, especially after the shows. So like mm-hmm. when we would do the Friday show in Houston, the Saturday show in Dallas, and then I would come back and go to work on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, did I push record? Yeah, you did. Okay, yes, sorry. Um, so I would wear this to work um, like all the time because I just didn't want to do my hair. We would have our Friday show in Houston and then our Saturday show in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to work like five hours later. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to do my hair. So I'm just like, pink, whatever. And at the end of the day, I was so exhausted at work and the whole weekend, I would just be like, I'm done and take it off. (laughs) And like, there was one time one of my assistants came up and like saw me, whatever, whatever, left. And then I took it off and they came back. They're like, what the fuck? (laughs) What happened to your head? Yeah. (laughs) But you saying like you take it off on stage reminded me uh, my old, the old owner of my company or the company that I used to work for uh, went through cancer and so she lost all of her hair doing chemo. And so she would wear wigs. But the wigs that she got looked really good. So people were like, oh, my God, I love your hair. She's like, oh, you want it? And take it off and, like, hand it to them. Oh. She thought it was the funniest fucking thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. You you have to, when you're going through that, you have to find ways to laugh it off. Yeah. You know? I know that people go, oh, like, humor is a trauma response. You're really creating walls. Fucking whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Get me through it. I'm surviving. Yeah. I'm laughing right now. I'm going to be laughing at you, <laughs> at your face right now, but I'm laughing, so I'll take it. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I uh, Speaking of hair, that's my personal news. <laughs> okay. Got to, like, start this off, the giant asterisk. First world problems. First first world clown problems. First world burlesque clown problems. We're getting narrower and narrower. Kiki Maroon problems. <laughs> Kiki Maroon problems. So after, once I was vaccinated, you know, it took me a couple of weeks to start going out and doing stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, fucking tip time back into the world. It was traumatic. You're afraid of the air for yeah, a year. Yeah. It's just, it took a while to emotionally get into that space. So one of the things 
that during this time, during lockdown, you know, I kind of had made this list of like these different ways I want to focus on my career and like level up, grow, everything else. And one of those things was to get laser hair removal, which sounds like not a career move. But when you are a burlesque showgirl, the amount of shaving you do every day, <laughs> it's a lot. This is a career move, like specifically for this career. Like people that are like in finance don't have to get laser hair removal. No, it is because it is, yes, they don't understand. It's, it's a luxury and I get it's a luxury no matter what. But if you are an accountant, it's just, it could be a cool thing to do. When you are a Kiki Maroon, I'm hairy. <laughs> I'm Mexican. I look at look at this. Look at this luscious hair. This is just because I stopped shaving it here. <laughs> it's everywhere, baby. <laughs> so it's one, it's a time suck. Mm -hmm. Especially on show days. The shower I take that day is like an hour and a half. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. I know you're not. Because Shoko, yeah. you understand. You It takes so... And it's not just, oh, we're shaving so fast. You have to exfoliate mm -hmm. or you're going to end up with ingrown hairs uh -huh. or shaving off like oh, bumps you have on to your skin. Twice. You have to exfoliate once to like get the hairs raised up so that you're like not shaving Because they're under the nothing. skin. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then you use shaving cream and then you shave and then you exfoliate again so that you don't get the ingrown hairs. Exactly. It's a lot. It's a lot. So the time suck of dealing with that when you're on the road, if you're in a fucking hotel room with seven other showgirls and clowns, it's a whole thing. Water, the hot water heater, everything. It actually is a thing. I mm -hmm. promise it's a thing. <laughs> Listen, believe me. It's a thing. Um, and then when you have photo shoots and stuff, mm -hmm. and if you, maybe you miss a spot and it's embarrassing. I mean, not to me, but like to people. That's actually why I'm wearing fishnets right now. I didn't want to shave. I know. I know. That's why winter, I'm all about it. I wear I wear stockings every day. I don't have to deal with it. Um, so yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. So I said that was going to be one of my investments in my career because of the time suck and also because of like the softness. Mm -hmm. Because of the ingrown hairs, you end up with little bumps and stuff and it just I want it gone. I want to be smooth like a seal. My whole body. I want to be like that's me. That's my goal. That's all I want. It's like so squeaky clean. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to be squeaky clean. <laughs> so once I was vaccinated, a couple, we'll say like a month into it, when I felt comfortable, I still was masked. And I was like, okay, I can go and get my first laser stuff. I got it in several areas on my body. It is painful. It feels like getting your vagina tattooed. <laughs> because it's a little laser and it's a pinpoint and it, it burns and it goes beep, beep, beep. And so I got my upper legs. I got my bikini. Um, I, did, I did areas, okay? I did areas. I did areas we're not going to even talk about because I don't want to be demonetized. 
but you have to get several treatments. Yeah. You're supposed to go back every six weeks. They like pre-schedule you mm -hmm. because of the way the hair grows in cycles. They can only get so many. Then those ones that they buzzed, those are gone forever. But your hair, not all your hair is gone because the hairs that were dormant during that time, mm -hmm. they didn't get buzzed. They didn't get beep, beep. And so then you have to wait for those hairs to grow out in the next cycle and then they get those. And so it takes three to six treatments per area to get all the hair gone. It is a, it's a time investment. It's a money investment, but then it's forever. Yeah. Squeaky clean. To never have to worry about it ever again. Ever, ever. Squeaky clean. And when I exfoliate, it's because I want to. <laughs> because I want to do it for my skin. Not because my skin is demanding it of me. I got one session. I was ready to go. And now Delta. And I know that's not even like the most important thing. That's why I said kiki world problems. I get it. Kiki world problems. <laughs> People are fucking dying. I can't go back to work. Schools are shutting down. I am aware. I do not need the comments telling me how stupid it is. I am sharing this with you saying, this is stupid. <laughs> this is very stupid. But I also don't have like children or a husband or friends. Sorry. You know what I mean? There's just like, I don't have a lot to care about. Let me care about my vagina. Let me care about the only friend that I have in the world. <laughs> Stuck with you thick and thin. I put her through so much. <laughs> I wasn't always a good friend. I wasn't always a good friend to you. I'm really sorry. It's not like I was abusive. I just tolerated other people abusing you. Oh, oh no. Oh no. So now I'm making up for that time by taking good care of you. Like we just Treat watched. you like, so good. Like everybody like, you can see on YouTube. Unsubscribe. Yeah, on YouTube you can see how long people watched and like when they cut it off. <laughs> Not individual people, so it's okay. But like the average, you can see when average viewership dropped off. I feel like it was right there. <laughs> we'll was, see. When I was talking to my lap. I get it. It's dumb problems, but it's all I have right now for personal news to give you. I had to cancel my next treatment because I, I don't, and they're still open. They're still doing mm -hmm. it. I just don't want to risk it because I know it's dumb and it would be, I don't want to be on the fucking news for like <laughs> clown dies of COVID caught it at the hair laser bikini, <laughs> bikini hair laser removal bar. No, that was way too many. This is what you get. This is your headline. Clown catches coochie COVID. <laughs> oh my God. You're good at that. You're good at that. You can write all the headlines. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that. So I, I canceled it, which is going to, my understanding is when you cancel it, you throw off like all the cycles. So then when you do go back, you kind of have to start over oh, just shit. because of the way some hairs fall off, yeah. some grow back, the whole thing. So it's, and again, it's fine. It's fine. This is just the personal news I have. <laughs> Lasering paused. Sorry if you see some stubble in my next photo shoot. <laughs> no, that's not no gonna technology happen. these days. That's not going to happen. I have nothing else to do. I have hours all day to shave. Why <laughs> shouldn't just Photoshop? And you don't have to shave at all. Ever. Just Photoshop it out. Oh. You're already doing it anyway. I don't Photoshop my pictures and I don't like 
the implication that I do. I apologize. I was thinking of me. Sorry. Okay. I do the regular amount of Photoshop on pictures that everybody does. Yeah, you know, just like get the red eye out a little bit. Yeah. Mattify a little bit. Which you don't have to do because no, I use matte makeup. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're just, your skin never oils. Nope. Nope. But it's never too dry either. No, because the hair sucks up all the oil. <laughs> use dry shampoo on your face hair. <laughs> Baby paddling. <laughs> no! no! What is that stuff that guys put on their balls? Uh, talcum powder? No. It's a gold bond. Oh, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Just gold bond my Gold face. bond makes me think of feet. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, wait. Is it for feet? Did I confuse feet and balls again? <laughs> what are you sucking on? What are you sucking on? Balls. Why are you confusing the two? Harpy brings me something from her world. She's a spooky lady, so it's usually from the world of horror or true crime, um, just creepy crawly things, because she likes to scare me, <laughs> and I don't know anything about that world, um, and sometimes baking things as well. What, <laughs> what do you have for us today, Harpy? Okay. Do you know what today is? Today is Friday the 13th. Today is Friday the 13th, Yes. Man. Twitter told me that. Oh, did it? Yes. Okay. I forgot. Yeah, okay. I forgot until I saw people like posting like Jason Voorhees memes. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. His last name is Forces? Voorhees. Voorhees? I think it's V O R. Jason? Jason. Jason. Jason I've always just heard Jason, like Madonna. Oh, yeah, like Cher? Yeah. Yeah, he's just up Jason. There. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Voorhees. 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 Okay, didn't know that. Do you know he's not the killer in the first one? No. Did you spoil it for me? Spoil alert. It's a 45-year-old movie. Spoil alert. It's his mom. Really? Yeah. Does he still walk around with a knife, though? Because he's not the whole thing? It. He's not in the first one. Wait, am I confusing him? He's the one with the hockey mask, yeah. right? He's not in it. Not in the first one. People forget that all the time. It's about his mom? You don't know it's his mom until the end of the movie. You think that it's just like some, it's just a killer. But you he's not even in it though. So you have no idea who. He's it. in it as a child in like the pre-story like, oh, what happened? Oh, my son, Jason, Jim, Jason. But he's not in it. Really? He's not in it until the second one. And then when the second one, he doesn't even have the hockey mask. He has like a, like a, like a potato sack. What? Yeah. How many Jason movies are there? I think 12. Holy fuck. Yeah. Okay, so that's why people forgot the first one. Because yeah. it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's saturated with the other guy. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I'm also never going to watch these movies, so it doesn't matter. Honestly, they're not good. Like, I just watched the first one. The I don't other think day. they're good either. That's why I don't watch them. Well, like, we don't think that they're good for different reasons, though. Okay. <laughs> Do you know that Kevin Bacon's in the first one? No, I did not know Kevin Bacon's in the first one. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the first one, obviously. Yeah. I thought it did was you know the first one was a movie? <laughs> I knew it was a guy in a hockey mask. And that he killed people. And I assumed that like all other killer monster movies, no matter what they do, he comes back mm -hmm. and you think he's dead and then he's never dead. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I mean, thought. I mean, they definitely break the mold because if you see like, um, like Halloween, he's, Michael's obviously in the first one. Same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy's obviously in the first one. Mm -hmm. But um, 
Yeah, Jason doesn't appear. But do you think they always knew it was like this was going to be a series, or was it one of the things where they made the first one, it was popular, so then they wrote a script for the second one, or like, okay, now we're gonna do this thing with the sun? I think it's very possible that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. They're just like, oh shit, people like this? Let's keep going. And then they did that for 11 more films. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's like finding out that Spider-Man is not in the first Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was his his dad the whole time. <gasps> okay. Oh, that's probably an alternate universe thing. Just, probably. Yeah, just like there's, there's alternate universes on um, like Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like all comics. There's like Bizarro World and everything. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. Maybe people will let us know. Every time ta- we talk about like anything Marvel or superhero related, I'm like, we're, people are going to be angry. Yeah, they're just going to yell. Let's just stop because they're going to hate us. Stupid girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, I want to talk about Friday the 13th. Okay. Because today is Friday the 13th. Um, and I was like, I don't understand why it's such like a superstitious thing. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there is a word for the phobia of Friday the 13th? No. What is it? It is very hard to pronounce. Oh, God damn it. Hold on. I have it on my phone. <laughs> I have it on my phone because I used um, YouTube. Oh, to see how to pronounce it? Yeah. It's, I do that all the time. Okay. I'm going to try it, then you're going to try it, and then we're going to hear it. Parascavidicatriophobia. Jesus. Oh, my God. This is such a long word. It's 23 letters. This is, I don't, this is, I don't think this is real. I think this is bullshit. <laughs> Para. Skividicatriophobia. Is that like just Latin for thir- like literally fear of Friday the 13th? It is think so. so long. Yeah. Because there's also another word that's just fear of the number 13. Yeah. There's too many things. Okay, and this bitch says it like this. Skividicatriophobia. again. I'll edit it. Paraskevidicatriophobia. Paraskevidicatriophobia. You said dick. Paraskevidicatriophobia. I can remember that. <laughs> Paraskevidicatriophobia. <laughs> it's a condition of loving to scare dicks or being afraid <gasps> to scare the dicks away. Do I have paraskevidicatriophobia? It's it's the fear of scaring thirteen dicks away. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to scare them away. <laughs> Happy, I learn so much every time you come on. Okay. You have para. Wait, para is like paranormal. Okay. So you have the fear of scaring 13 ghost dicks away. Oh, no, I want to scare do- ghost dicks away. I don't want ghost dicks around me. <laughs> Just a little side note. Um, any Like, not anytime, but like, I. this is probably mean. Um, I tell Steven that if he moves on after I die, then I'm going to haunt his dick. What does haunting just particular, specifically a dick entail? I'm not sure yet. I feel like once I get there, I'll know what to do. <laughs> every time he ends this pants, <laughs> coming from down below. <laughs> You're gonna be like, what's that, La, La Lorna? What is it? La Llorona? Yeah, the like crying lady up by the creek. But it's just. Me hijos! the pants. <laughs> he could never even go to the restroom. I think he would, I mean, he would obviously, like, who else would haunt his dick? He would know it's me and just probably laugh. 
You'd think he would laugh because you... I don't you think lo- he would be scared because I lo- told him so many times. But you love him now and he loves you now. But when it's getting in the way of him like peeing or having sex or jacking off, he's not going to be laughing. He's not going to be laughing. Do you know how often guys jack off? This is going to yes. like really affect his life. <laughs> I'm concerned for him. Become paralyzed with fear. Just a shut-in who can't jack off. He's going to have to try to find secret ways to jack off and, <laughs> or have sex where you just don't know. He's going to pour I'm like, never mind. He's going to have to put like a glory hole in the house so he can trick you. So he can be like washing dishes. And it's like the new girlfriend's on the other side of the oh hall. Oh, my God. He's just like, it's washing my dishes. <laughs> <laughs> He I also being, don't like the sounds that you say Stephen Masters. I was because it was Stephen focusing on trying to not. <laughs> I was there's layers to it. He was enjoying it, but he was trying to not enjoy it because he didn't want you to know. Mm. And you were watching wash the dishes, so he was be like, <laughs> These dishes are so hard, They're so clean. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be holes all over your house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you know that this is only a Western thing? No, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, so, there's a, apparently there's a fear of Friday, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that, like, separately that was a thing. I knew that, like, the fear of the number 13 was a thing, because mm-hmm. I've heard of, like, buildings that didn't have 13 floors, or, like, yes. airplanes that didn't have 13 rows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I had never known that Friday was a, like, fearful thing as well. And apparently that comes from, like, the Bible, because uh, supposedly... Jesus was crucified on a Friday or something, and Adam and Eve um, ate the forbidden fruit on a Friday, Mm -hmm. according to that. Yeah. Um, And uh, the number 13 is superstitious because, um, same thing with the Bible, like Judas was the 13th um, guest at the Last Supper, Mm. and he was the one who betrayed Jesus. Um, I didn't know these were all biblical things. So they're not all biblical, which is interesting because, like, in, I think it's Norse mythology? Yes. So um, Loki, the god of mischief, Mm -hmm. gate-crashed a banquet in Valhalla, bringing the number of gods and and attendance to 13. Deceived by Loki, the blind god hoarder was tricked into shooting his brother Baldur, uh, the god of light, joy, and goodness, with a mistletoe-tipped arrow killing him instantly. So... But mistletoe, so then also you could kiss him. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> my brother sorry mm-hmm. whoops mm-hmm. <laughs> um so like that is norse mythology and they're like oh 13's bad because fucking loki huh. um and then okay i told you about the uh the last supper one um yeah and it's talking about oh apparently um friday is the day that Cain murdered his brother Abel, and Friday is also the day that the Temple of Solomon was toppled, and the day that Noah's Ark set sail for the Great Flood. I don't also believe any of that. I mean, I don't either. I don't believe, like, any of it, but that's where... Even if you believe those things happened, that it says it was on a Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. Because didn't we make up the calendar fairly so, okay, recently? So that's the other thing. So I, I didn't know that there were other calendars besides, like, I knew there was, like, the like lunar, The Aztec and yeah. lunar, yeah. But, so the lunar calendar was also called, like, the menstrual calendar, which I never realized. But there was, like, 13 months in. 
Okay. I guess because like the way the days lined up, there's just extra days left over. So like, there you go. Mm-hmm. But when we switch over to the Gregorian calendar, is the only day that Friday the 13th ever came up. So this only came up because we're using this calendar. If we use the other one, those days don't exist. Because I guess it's like 30 Friday days. Friday and 13 never lined up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just very interesting. But yeah, it's only because we use this calendar. So if we never did, we wouldn't have this superstition. So oh wait, okay. So we switched over this calendar. Do you know when we switched over to this calendar? Um, probably when the calendar started, but I'm not but sure. But like after... The Bible started. If it's the Gregorian, this is how this how fucking nerd I am. I know Gregorian is like a Christian thing. Okay. But I think of Gregorio, who is a character in uh, Guitaru Man. Okay. It was a, video, it was a game. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like a Guitar Hero type game. And so in my head, we're talking about a game right now so in when my you say head, Gregorian. Gregorian goes to like Gregorovich Rasputin. So I feel like we're talking about like uh, Russian nobles. You don't know who Rasputin is? I know. Is that like Rumpelstiltskin? No. Where you can't say his name? No, this is a real person. I know of a puppeteer named Rasputin who does puppets, but it's like a guy in New Orleans. Uh, not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to do that for your next segment next I mean, time? I guess I can. It's a really long story, but I mean, I guess it's not that long. Actually, I could just tell you right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three sentences I mean, or less. Three sentences or less. Uh, Rasputin was the reason that like the Russian Empire fell okay. because he tricked uh, Tsar Nicholas and Tsarina Alexandra into like trusting him and like with his puppets no there were no puppets okay there was also not like uh like a bat from anastasia or like a you ever seen the movie anastasia maybe it's so good anyway Where, it's a disney movie okay, but what does she have to do with so anastasia is the daughter of uh czar nicholas and Tsarina alexandra and so rasputin was the reason that they fell because they were basically just like naive and believe everything that he said. And uh, the people of Russia started hating the nobles because they had everything. The people of Russia had nothing. And so there was like a, like a rebellion that happened and they uh, stormed uh, the Rasputin sounds like a good guy. Nobody's not. He's, he, I mean, he was full of shit and he's like, yeah, just listen to everything that I say so that I can get taken care of. But, He's the reason the nobles were taken down and the nobles were keeping everything and the reason that the poor people had nothing. I mm, mean, yeah, if you want to spin it like that. But anyway, so I okay. just heard. You just, okay. you just told me these you sentences. You just asked me about Anastasia, so I'm not trying to tell you about Anastasia. So there's this thing. There's like a, a urban legend kind of that when the people stormed the castle, they killed the entire family. Okay. But there's like a legend that Anastasia got away Okay. And so they think that she's still out there. So that's where the movie Anastasia came from. Okay. And Rasputin was the bad guy, the way Disney says the movie. Yes. Disney is, has a lot of be- – they would benefit from holding up, like, the hierarchy and, like, the class system. So it does make sense that they would be like, ooh – the bad guy who helped bring down the nobles and make sure all of the poor people were fed. We hate him. Right? Okay. That's what I just heard. 
I'm not coming in with any preconceived notions. <laughs> this is entirely based off of the sentences that just came out of your mouth. Okay. Well, you know what? Next time, yes, I am going to do Rasputin so that we can do a deep dive into this. So you can be like, oh, no, ma'am. We just did it. <laughs> I, I offered you next podcast God that could be your it. thing. And you went with now and you have used your time. Fuck. I am not going to have to listen to Russian noble <laughs> bullshit again. Okay, so Friday the 13th. So in Italy, they're afraid of the number 17. Oh, why? Because. That's um, when they go illegal? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Why would they be afraid of that? Because sometimes people are, they're, I mean, you don't remember? So, like a lot of kids get afraid of like, oh, what is losing my virginity going to be like? It can be a scary experience. I never felt that way. Well, I didn't either, but we also were bad kids. Like, good kids on the CW were, like, really concerned um, about, like, what it was going to be like. Because um, the Roman numerals that make up 17, which this is a fucking stretch. If you, like, reverse, I think it's, like, X, I, I, X, V? No, the X, V, I, I. Yeah. Um, if you, like, flipped the V and the I... Uh, it also means like he's dead or something. Mm -hmm. So it's like a symbol of death. So they like okay. they don't like the number seventeen. Okay. Um, and then like in like China and in Jap uh, in China and Japan, uh, the number four, like the symbol for that, mm -hmm. um, looks like the symbol for death. Oh. So they, that's like a bad number there. Mm -hmm. And actually, apparently, like if you go to like restaurants or something that are like, I guess, maybe more authentic and they have like numbered foods, there might not be a number four on those menus because they're just like bad that's luck. like death food. Yeah. It's like this is the food that you'll get sick and die. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so yeah. So like individually, like all of these things are like, okay, well, yeah, I guess. But like passed down, be like, oh my God, Friday the 13th is so scary because like generationally we've been told that. Mm-hmm. And, like, there, I was listening to a podcast on the way here about it, and they were saying, like, some people – or there have been um, studies done that show that more people stay home on Friday the 13th. Like, they are not on the roads as much because mm -hmm. of their superstition. But even though there's less people, there's usually more, uh, like, accident-related people admitted to the hospital. Because they're all, like, fucking tense and That's exactly what they said, out. and that's what I felt, too. Like, they're just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And it's just one of those things, like, if you're looking out for it, you'll notice it. But if you're not, it's not going to, like, come okay. up. Two things. Mm -hmm. One, maybe that could fix COVID. We could just change the calendar and say every day is Friday the 13th and they'd keep their asses home. Just saying. Two, um, I'm wondering how accurate this information is because is that – I feel like these – if you told me that those numbers were based off of, like, a study from 2000, I'd say, okay. But – I don't feel like that's a thing people really talk about anymore. I don't, I feel like there's, am I wrong? I feel like there's like seven or eight Friday the 13th every year because I know that tattoo shops will have their like yeah. Friday the 13th specials and I'll see a bunch of people like, oh, I got my little cheapy tattoos. It feel, it happens all the time. It's not a once a year or once every five years. Oh my God. It's so, so common. This today, Friday the 13th is the only Friday the 13th this year. Okay. But usually, yeah, it'll happen maybe two, possibly three times a year. But this is the only yeah. one this year. This I just, interesting. Yeah. I just, I wonder how much of that is our parents were, oh no, it's Friday the 13th, but mm -hmm. that people now are like, don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. They don't even, I didn't even know what 
day. I mean, also we'll throw it again. The COVID thing. I don't know what fucking day it is. Yeah. Every day I wake up, but it's uh, Twitter. Somebody shared a meme. It's not that they're actually afraid. They're just memeing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how accurate those numbers still are. I think as more people have access to the internet or just like, just, I don't know. I think that's just something that we're growing out of mm-hmm. the fear of it, but also not everybody was afraid of it. So one of the other things was boop, 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 beep, boop, pop, beep, tap. So you can say, oh, there was bad associations with Friday. Mm-hmm. But then if you go somewhere else, it's like, oh, no, Friday's a wonderful That's day. That's what I was going to say. It's weekend. People love Fridays. It's, there's yeah, TGIF. Like, yeah. There's yeah. a whole restaurant with good mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Like, it's happy hour time. Yeah. yeah. People love Fridays. So Friday um, was, boop, boop, boop. Where is it? Um... If we dig deeper, though, we find evidence that both Fridays and the number 13 have been regarded as a harbinger of good fortune. Mm -hmm. In pagan times, for instance, Friday was believed to have a unique association with a divine feminine. The first Mm -hmm. clue can actually be found in the weekday name Friday, which is derived from Old English and means day of Frigg. So both the queen of Asgard and a powerful sky goddess in North mythology, uh, Frigg, known as Frigga, uh, was associated with love, marriage, and motherhood. She protected homes and families. She brought good fortune. Like that's where Friday comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, very sweet. Yeah, it's the day of Frigg. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, people are like, "Fuck yeah, it's Friday. She's fucking. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. We love her." Yeah. And then same thing with thirteen. And that's actually why I had um, Taylor Swift on here. Mm-hmm. So thirteen is very important to Taylor Swift, and she actually writes it on her hand before concerts. Which I didn't know that. And you can see her like writing it right here. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a really important number for her. She was born on the 13th. She turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Um, Her first album went gold in 13 weeks. Her first number one song had a 13 second intro. Every time I've won an award, I've been seated in either the 13th seat, the 13th row, the 13th section, or the row M, which is the 13th letter of the alphabet. Shut up. Which is actually... All of those things, cool. It's really cool that she noticed that. Yeah, because that could happen forever and you just don't even realize. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I won another award. Yeah. But for her to be like, it happened again. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's all perception. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good or bad luck? It's up to you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Good for her. I like her so much. Yeah. Um, also, to the, to the point of it's all perception, I realized even as you were talking about this what do they call it cognitive bias when you were saying this about the frig and the goddess of all these things i was like oh my god that's so awesome i like that all that stuff because i love to hear about that stuff it's what i wanted to hear and i could be like that's cool when you were talking about the the bible stuff and it being bad whatever like these fucking idiots (laughs) they didn't know anything back then (laughs) why are we listening to their dumb shit the bible didn't even like i was just i Hey, it, there's no like Judas Day, okay? There is Freak Day. I, I'm, I yes, that is true. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I just I caught my own reactions and my own responses about how I can be so dismissive about one idea mm-hmm. and say it's old, so it's not relevant. They didn't know what the fuck they were talking about, mm-hmm. and then an equally old, possibly older, older, yeah. older idea be like, "That's so awesome! Look at how they did that! That's so great!" And it's because I heard something I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. So, yeah, perception. Yeah. Perception. Mm-hmm. Good job. That was very interesting. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for that. 
You're welcome. And it was also like not really spooky, which I appreciate. It was borderline spooky. It was about spooky things, but mm-hmm. you you uh you gave it what do they call that? Uh when you like baby proof a house. <laughs> you like you, you I kiki proofed it. Yeah, you kiki proofed it. I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. I'm not upset. You're smiling there right was, now. You, there was no murder. No, not this time. Thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. you. I appreciate you. <laughs> It's time for Clownspiration. <laughs> Every episode, I bring some sort of quote, uh, blog post, inspirational plate that I walked by in a store and say, oh my God, this thing inspired me. I want to share it with Harpy. I want to share it with you. <laughs> Just inspirational plate made me think that you're like bringing me a mug that says live, laugh, love on it. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, where else do you see things? I was thinking about those, those grandma stores, those Hallmark stores, mm-hmm. and they have those plates on display that say things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to get clown spired hey, from. Hey, yeah, I love every single one of them, so. I'm always open to whatever clown inspiration the universe wants to bring me. Mm-hmm. Um, two days is, it's actually an excerpt. It's from a, a much larger, it's probably about a 30-minute read. Um, if, if you read like me. Uh <laughs> That was actually not a dig at myself because I'm learning to not do that. That was a compliment. I'm a very good reader. Mm. It'll probably take you two hours. Yeah, I was like, that's a lot of stuff. Canceling out. Like, yeah. yeah. Cancel. Cancel. Get those poke sticks. Yeah, cancel, cancel out the, the self-deprecating talk. <clears throat> um, so this is a, an excerpt from a blog from Brene Brown. I don't know if you're – are you familiar with Brene mm-hmm. Brown? No. She is an author – uh, inspirational, amazing person. She actually is based in Houston, which is amazing to know. I didn't know that for a while. She, her kind of breakout thing was a TED talk that she did about the, I think it's called like the power of being vulnerable or okay. something like that. And about just, just not seeing vulnerability as a weakness, Okay, which, you know, I am all about. Mm-hmm. I'm all about, I, I really feel that I came into myself and became, I, I, I feel like a strong, powerful, confident person. And I feel like that happened, this is pre-Brene Brown, just in my life, that happened when I learned to be vulnerable. That is actual power because it shows you you don't need the walls. You don't need the things. This is who I am and this is how I feel. And I don't have to pretend for you. I, I just, I think that here's all my weaknesses. Yeah. Fucking, fucking try. Yeah fucking try i think that is so wonderful so that's what her her whole thing was that that she did things before she had books and stuff but that was her breakout thing was that ted talk um and she actually had a netflix series about vulnerability and she talked to different people and stuff she's she's very very interesting isn't it interesting that showing someone your weakness actually makes you stronger that's what yeah that's what i love yeah yeah because if you have to hide it which makes sense in some settings for self uh, defense, mm-hmm. but if you have to hide it, it's because it's that weakness. To say my weakness, even my weakness, I am so strong in who I am that even my weakness you, you will not affect me. Yeah, go ahead, fucking poke the bruise. Mm-hmm. Go, I dare you. I know you like that. I do. You like are that. so weird. She likes her bruises being poked. It feels so good. That is fucking weird. <laughs> But that's that thing. Do, go ahead. Try. Yeah. You, what's the latter thing? You have no power over me. Yeah. You have no power over me. I think that that is that is true strength. And that's where my like, 
<laughs> this isn't even what this is about, but we're getting into it. <laughs> That's where my um, irritation might be the correct word. It's somewhere between irritation and just like eye rolly. You know, you know, I talk about dating stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing is more of a turnoff to me than that fake confidence. What do they call that? That uh, the people, the the game thing, the um. The guys that treat dating like a game, they have that book. Oh, those. Uh, oh, shit. God damn it. Um, oh, shit. This is going to bother me. What are they called? Pickup artist. Jeez, that was not a I wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah, the pickup artist thing. That, nothing is more irritating and eye-rolly to me than when a guy is doing that because it is so obvious to mm-hmm. me. It is so obvious because it's, they're, they're, it's a character. Yes, that's what I exactly what I was like. I'm a man. This is what this, women this, like. This is what, yeah, exactly. This is what how men act. This is how it's women also respond. Just like, you're such a stupid woman. You're gonna fall for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it says everything that you. It shows me what you think of me. Yes, exactly. That I am not worthy of conversation, and that I will. I am so dumb. These these four steps are what it takes. Mm-hmm. You've got the manual. Yeah, the you formulas. Kn- you, know how, you know how to play the game. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, it's just so eye-rolly to me. And it, the fake confidence, because that's the biggest one. They always say, like, yeah, like, women love confidence. And it's true. I mean, people, I don't think it's a women thing. People mm-hmm. are attracted to confidence. It is, uh, it is a characteristic that people are attracted to. They're drawn to it. I think for many people, if they don't have it, they want to know how that is. If they have it, they like vibrating on the same level. Mm-hmm. Yes, people are attracted to that. Fake confidence is so obvious. It's margarine to butter. Yes. Yes, margarine to butter. Good call. Or sugar to aspartame. Oh, yeah. That's an even worse oh, yeah, one. Oh, aspartame makes you depressed. Oh, yes, depressed. And you get that bitterness and you feel that thing in the, the back throat. of your throat. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's sugar to aspartame. And... It's just so obvious and the lack of self-awareness to think that you're not being obvious. Mm-hmm. There's just so many layers to why it is annoying and I cannot stand it. And it is the complete opposite of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It is putting up every wall and wearing, where I'm wearing the man costume. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the armor of what a man is supposed to be. And it is the most unattractive thing. And it just makes me like, look at you and go like, oh, you... You are a very weak, you are a weak, weak man. And I feel very bad for you that you feel the need to wear this costume and be a caricature because you might be a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. You might be a wonderful person inside of you, but you have been hurt mm-hmm. or turned down or made to feel embarrassed for who you are or what you like or the things that you talk about, anything. And so you feel the need to hide who you are with all of this exterior. And had you just come to me and presented who you are, even if I didn't care for it, I would respect you yes. as a person. Mm-hmm. But that you that you have to hide it and cover it, I on one hand feel bad for you. But on the other hand, if you're going to speak to me like I'm fucking stupid, I, then I'm just going to laugh at you and say, mm-hmm. I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, weak man. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Just remembering laughing at those guys at the pool in Vegas. 
Oh my God, Vegas. They swam away. We started laughing because they were so stupid. They were so terrible. They were trying so hard. Yeah. And he's like, wow, I thought you were nice. I'm like, I am. We are nice. We wait until you walked away to, to start laugh laughing. at you. Yeah. And I know that sounds like we're being total bitches, but it was no, not. No, these guys were terrible. They were very, very bad. And like the one guy was like bloodshot drunk eyes. Bloodshot drunk. I'm pretty sure he was on like Coke or something Oh yeah, also. no, he was totally coked out. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then he's like, oh, what are you drinking? Can I get you a drink? I was like, oh no, thank you. I don't drink. Because I'm always very polite at mm-hmm. first. If you're polite to me, I'm polite to you. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Me, me neither. Me neither. This is water. It was not water. I don't care that you're drunk. We're in fucking Vegas. Yeah. We're in Vegas. It's cool. But, yeah, they were, they were just the worst. They were just the worst. And the guy was hitting on me with his world's greatest dad hat <laughs> and his fucking wedding ring. <laughs> and then I got kicked out. Oh my god. Anyway. 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 <laughs> that's not even what we're talking about. So Brene Brown. <laughs> Brene Brown. She says she talks about a lot of stuff. And so she has this blog post uh called The Midlife Unraveling. Should we even talk about this? I think it might be over time. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so Brene Brown. She has this uh blog post, The Midlife Unraveling. This is just a little thing from the beginning. Midlife is not a crisis. Midlife is in unraveling. By definition, you can't control or manage an unraveling. You can't cure the midlife unraveling with control any more than the acquisitions, accomplishments, and alpha parenting of our 30s cured our deep longing for permission to slow down and be imperfect. Midlife is when the universe gently places her hands upon your shoulders, pulls you close, and whispers into your ear. I'm not screwing around. All this pretending and performing, these coping mechanisms that you've developed to protect yourself from feeling inadequate and getting hurt has to go. Your armor is preventing you from growing into your gifts. I understand that you needed these protections when you were small. I understand that you believed your armor could help you secure all the things that you needed to feel worthy and lovable, but you're still searching and you're more lost than ever. Time is growing short. There are unexplored adventures ahead of you. You cannot live the rest of your life worried about what other people are going to think. You were born worthy of love and belonging. Courage and daring are coursing through your veins. You were made to live and love with your whole heart. It's time to show up and be seen. That's so beautiful. Yes, it is. Uh, And actually... It totally does connect to what we were saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's her. I mean, that's, it's, she's, if she always, if you're always yourself, things all make sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, about the protections that you needed when you're small, no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. The reason I wanted to share this today is because I have a theory. Okay. I do not believe in the midlife crisis, mm-hmm. which she calls the midlife unraveling. I believe that perhaps, I don't know because I wasn't there, perhaps that used to be a thing that around that time, that was something people went through. I think that perhaps it was referred, it was called that because that was when normally people reached this point. But I don't think it has to do with age. Mm -hmm. I think it has to do with circumstances and the amount of bullshit you go through. Mm We've talked about this before. My favorite people, my favorite people are people that have been through fucking shit, that have overcome things like all, I just, I dealt with 
cancer or I lost these family members or like just these very traumatic things. Not because I'm not because of the trauma porn of it, because I've gone through fucking shit. And that's yeah. what I relate to. I, I, I get that feeling. And I'm so I get so proud of people, even total strangers. I'm like, yeah, and you fucking did it. And you're yeah. still here. Good for you. Cause shit sucks, man. Yeah. Shit sucks. And I just, I, those are my favorite people. And I think everybody's gone through stuff, but when it's been very traumatic, you just don't have a choice. You either succumb to like the bullshit and become very negative and bitter, which I've also done in the past, or you just realize how much things don't matter and all you have is now and you just are in a different space. And I love that. And so my theory is, that what was previously considered a midlife crisis, we now are seeing happen to people at all ages because mm-hmm. of the shit we're all going through right now. Yeah. <laughs> the shit we're all going through right now. I think it was uh, probably expedited, magnified, maybe is the word, with COVID. Mm-hmm. But I think even before that, because these are the types of conversations I have seen happening on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, even beforehand at like much younger ages, not, not in their thirties, in their twenties, in their fucking teens. And at first I kind of had a bit of a, oh, I guess it's just the new version of the teenage goth dramatic. It's the existential (laughs) crisis, but stepping back and being like, oh no, wait, this is an entire generation who grew up from baby babies with the fucking mass shooting drills. Oh my God. Oh my God. Living your life with like bulletproof backpacks, this feeling of not being protected by those who are supposed to protect you. The adults, no, we're not gonna do anything about it. You're just gonna deal with this. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. There was a TikTok that I saw and it was the saddest thing I think I've ever seen. It, a shooting had happened at like a mall or something and they were interviewing and they interviewed this little kid and he was like, no, I wasn't scared. This is like my second one. That is so sad. Yeah. That is so sad. Our failures <laughs> as a society. Um... I think what was previously something that came with time, it's not, we associated it with time, but what it was, was experience. You had enough experience mm-hmm. points to yeah. get to the point and realize like, oh shit. Like, and you, you reach the level up point. What's important? What's not important? What am I doing with my life? Do I need, like this thing says, do I need this armor anymore? Mm -hmm. These are the things I was doing to protect myself. Do I have to? And you just reach a point where you, you look at things differently because it's experience. It's not time. It's not age. Mm -hmm. And experience is being fast forwarded right now. People Mm -hmm. are going through traumatic shit every fucking day. And so I don't think it's a midlife crisis anymore. I think it's a re-evaluating life. Yeah. And I hate the reasons it's coming about, all the reasons. But I am hoping, the way I'm choosing to look at it, 
is that it's a form of growing pains, mm -hmm. like universe, world, cultural, whatever you want to call it, growing pains, because there's so much value in a, an entire culture, an entire society to have this way of thinking about the power of being vulnerable, about not needing this armor, about being the, being you. And it sucks if it has to come because you ran away from a fucking mass shooter twice yeah. and you realize, shit, I could die tomorrow, so I might as well be me. That fucking sucks. Yeah. That fucking sucks. I would love that person to reach that through just like therapy yeah. or reading books. But if that's not where we're at right now, this, that's what I will take away from it is that the human spirit is so strong and so resilient that even if put in the most extreme pressure and unnecessary pain, it will grow and it will overcome. Yeah. I think definitely having to deal with the traumatic things that we're dealing with at an earlier time, for sure. But I think also being able to communicate to other people that have been through similar trauma or their own type of trauma and sharing that, yeah. being able to see things from their perspective yes. gives you more experience as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. We, before, and like we've only been able to talk to each other on the internet for a year and a half at this point. So it's like, okay, well, I get to talk to everybody yeah. and see what happened to them. How did you get through that? Like, mm -hmm. And so if I were to be in that situation, I know, okay, well, someone else got through it. I can also. Yeah. But then again, just being able to see something from someone else's uh, perspective <clears throat> just gives you that experience. Yeah, yeah. Whereas previous generations, you didn't you didn't talk about that. Yeah, exactly. That oh, that's like, the other thing. It's also taboo. You can't yes. talk about it. And I think with the way that society is looking towards mental health, it's helping us in so many ways, mm -hmm. making it more accessible, but also just making it something that we can talk about. Yeah. There was I can't, it was like a maybe a comedian that I'd seen, or maybe it was just like an Instagram post or something. It was like back in the day, it's like, oh, don't tell anybody that you're going for therapy. Don't shh, mm -hmm. don't tell anybody. And like nowadays, it's like, bitch, my fucking therapy has told me this today yeah, yeah. And like it's just a it's a very everyday thing which is what it should be mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely and it's like what you're saying about the whole sharing and especially the last year and a half we've had all this time to just be on the mm -hmm. computer and it it did the same thing as this it the walls came down because people were in their homes saying this is what i'm dealing with this is how this is what i'm going through that's fuck that's why i fucking love twitch mm -hmm. that's why i love twitch so much because it's it's just mm -hmm. this is me and even uh even if there's kind of like somebody's doing a more produced show like barry who has segments and shows and all the thing mm -hmm. even if they're doing something like that or like oh like they're the character like there's like the different vr people and stuff when you are going long form for hours mm -hmm. You might think this is character. It's not it like mm -hmm. you it's not sustainable. Yes. You cannot you cannot be going for that long, talking for that long without you coming through because mm -hmm. you are still the one writing the script for the character. Yeah. That is still the shit in your brain. And so it has forced those walls down and people are publicly being vulnerable, which then makes other people feel comfortable with being and it's snowballing. Mm -hmm. To where all of those walls are coming down. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's like a domino effect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know really anything. That's not true. <laughs> I don't feel like I know anything. <laughs> but I, I do have hope. 
Mm-hmm. I have hope. I hate... I hate that there's these potential lockdowns again. Yeah. I hate that we're dealing with the Delta and then maybe what's the other one? Lambda. Lambda. All, I, I hate it so much. But... I don't have a choice but to be hopeful. Yeah. And if we've seen so much growth and communities, that's the other thing we talk about, like there's the different Twitch communities, the Discord communities, there's these Mm -hmm. people that are doing like these Zoom meetings. Uh, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but that was early in all of this. I started going to Zoom AA meetings. I don't even really do like work the steps and do all that stuff. It was just nice to go to a Zoom thing and have... 20, 50, sometimes 100 people all say, yeah, this shit sucks, right? Yeah. 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 It was just nice. It was just nice to hear that and not feel insane for having these mm-hmm. feelings. Because you're supposed to be like, no, everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's yeah. going to be fine. It's like, no, let's just, let's, let's be real about this. This fucking sucks. This sucks. And so while I hate that we're going through this again, I feel so optimistic knowing that all of these beautiful things came out of this, of an uncertain, scary, unreal time. Going through it again, part two, part mm-hmm. three, part five, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Everybody's referring Still. to it differently. Still, <laughs> it never really stopped. Whatever you want to refer to it as. We are only gaining more experience points. Yeah. We only have more tools. If all of that came with zero preparation or understanding and pure panic. And these beautiful things came out of it. Now that we have these tools and are using them more, I just, I have nothing but hope about how we're going to progress. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a way to end this. That's it. <laughs>